All right, everyone, everyone, welcome to the Excuse Me Brother podcast show where we interrupt each other or we want to challenge each other's views <laughs> by saying, Excuse me, brother, brother, really? Excuse me. That is the best name I've heard so far <laughs> for a podcast. That is lovely. <laughs> allow, us to, allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Jay. And next to my right, my 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 powerful co-host, my brother, my yeah, brother. brother, my brother. <laughs> my name is Tayshawn. You call me T or Tay. Tay, I, I'll go with Tay. Brother Tay and brother Jay. Hey, right. It works that way. It works that way, right? Okay, okay. so bars. First, <laughs> <laughs> first off, Tayshawn, how you doing? I haven't seen you in like what years? It's been a couple years, man. It's it's, it's been a while. I think. I think about two. Two? About two years, because the last time we seen each other was the two days before I officially quit Target. You left. It's been two years since you quit Target. It's been two years since I quit Target. I know that because when I get to the third year of my new job, I get guaranteed pension, and I'm counting them days down. <laughs> Ooh, I'm counting them days. <laughs> I got a mark on my calendar. I'm like, oh, one more day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, I got excuses. It's kind of a, a reunion of sorts, as you can see. Obviously, we haven't seen each other for a while, so we got to kind of catch up. I mean, we caught up a little bit on the way here, but it's wow. still, still a lot of catching up to do. So. What you been doing with yourself, bro, since you left Target? Well, since I left Target, uh, I've told you, I've now do social work. It's called homeless, it's homeless prevention, which is my job is pretty much I help people who owe uh, back rent money, arrears, is the other term for it. Mm. Uh, I make I help them pay off their arrears. Other, I do I do a lot of applications to pay off their, their debts. But their one condition is that they have to pay that current month's rent. That current month's rent. Yeah, no they matter. have to at least prove financially they can afford their rent going forward. So you're basically trying to keep niggas out the street. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, It's called homeless prevention. I don't want homeless people. I tell them, I as one of my golden notes, as soon as I saw the issues, I'm like, I right, it was good working with you. Don't ever come back here. <laughs> I don't ever want to see you back in my lobby. <laughs> if I look over and I see your name again as my client, we're going to have some problems. We're going to have some problems. <laughs> so uh, how long have you been doing this? Uh, Two years now. Two years and a few months. Maybe like two or three. I've had like I'm not gonna do. I had three clients that have come back on my caseload, oh and on those phone calls, like when you do phone calls, like to introduce themselves again, yeah. to start the case all over again. I'm like, so you just couldn't keep the rule together. <laughs> There's one rule. I had one golden rule, and <laughs> yeah, you just couldn't one. keep it together. <laughs> oh man, do you like it? I enjoy I enjoy helping the people. Right. Like there are certain like with every job, there are issues with upper management, certain clientele customers and stuff you have those issues but i thoroughly enjoy helping people and making sure they're not homeless like at the end i'm saving people's homes and you're saving their lives also yeah because it's, it's it's cold out here in the streets i'm man. saving their life and also i'm also helping their credit technically because if you like get a if if you get evicted that does show up on your credit score in apartment searches too oh it does definitely so like other than that, i'm like legit saving your livelihood in a way <laughs> um and I think it's important that, that this work gets done because, you know, the last year and a half has just been... Oh, it's it's made the job a lot worse. I bet it has. Yeah. Because it's been the same thing on my job. You know, you know, I work for the MTA, so it's like, you know, the homelessness was just out of control in the subways. It was, it was bad. I mean, real bad to the point where, you know... Because ridership was so low during that first like three month period yeah. from like March to to like June, you know nobody was riding the subway. Even LA, not not LA Double R Metro North, their ridership plummeted ninety percent. So imagine you have like hundred people on the train and just ninety of them just don't ride the train anymore. Yeah, so that, it creates a lot of space, and you know the homelessness has always been a problem in the subway anyway. But now that nobody's riding the train, they definitely they were, doubled. Yo, they took over the subway, man. I, I went, there was a one time, I've definitely been, I definitely seen evidence of that because there was one time I was going to work and like, I was like, it was just me going to work that day. I have a roommate that also works with me, mm -hmm. but she drives, but she wasn't working that day. Mm -hmm. So I was going to work and like literally the train I was taking had stopped because in every car, there was like three to five homeless people. It, it, I bet you it was a two train, wasn't it? Yeah. Of course it was. So listen, the two train is the ghetto, all right? The two, the A, the four, uh, what other trains? The J, the E. The J train? Oh. I've never been on the J train, so I listen, can't say them. Listen, man, think about this for a second. You, how well do you know Queens? Not well. You know about Jamaica Center? Yes. 
that's one of its last stops. All right, never mind. <laughs> exactly. So I'll you, you see, I, <laughs> I, I stay quiet. I'm I know my space. Yeah, I know my have, place. Have you ever been to the Bowery Station, Lower East Side, Brooklyn Bridge, City Hall? I have once, and I don't plan to go back ever again. Just how bad it was for a while. There you go. Enough said. All that right? like I don't plan to go to a lot of stations. Like being in Penn Station is ridiculous. <laughs> See, it brought mm. back memories already. Oh, yeah, I'm having PTSD. <laughs> Penn Station is, you know, since they opened, this was before they opened that new train hall across the street in yeah. the um in the the post office. So you see, you've seen how cramped the subway. I mean, well, that that part of the subway was in Penn Station, and just imagine, just overrun with the homeless. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's in, we are. I mean, I don't. Of course, I don't say these things to disparage them, but. This is what it is. I my issue as an honest note, none like I understand that you were in your situation, but I get mad because like we find these people. Like my job also has a homeless reach out center. Mm. So like we try to have people who are homeless and we try to give them a shelter to then get more things to get an official apartment and a job. Mm. And some of the people just refuse to go there. Excuse me, brother. Excuse me. Your excuse. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying that there were people who had opportunities to go into homeless shelters, but they would not go. There was a dude, and I don't remember his name, but I see him. I see him twice in this past two months. I seen him twice in these past two months, like in the same train station when we were doing homeless outreach. Mm. That I gave him, I gave him the place to go to. Like I gave him a shelter that was like two blocks away from where he was at the time. Mm. I was like, "Yo, you go there. Like I would do all the paperwork for you." They'll give you a bed, a shower. You'll get few meals and stuff. He's like, yeah, I'll be there. And then didn't show up the next day. So that, like, the case player had to throw it all out. Then I saw him the next month, and I told him the same thing. He was like, yeah, I'm going to be there, and did not show up again. And then, like, at, then I stopped. I, like, I haven't done homeless outreach in, the past, in a while. Like, this month I didn't do it. But my other coworker who did it said she saw the same person in the same train station just there. So, like, it's a, honestly... Like some people, like you, you have to let them hit a full, full hard rock bottom before they're really officially trying to help out. How, how much lower can you go though? Like I can't tell you the truth on that because I, I thought to me, if I owe anyone like two dollars, I'm like this is as low as I'm gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't have student loans? No, I paid those off. What? I paid those off. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> nah, no. Hold on. I owed like for my final year, I took out a loan of. Two thousand dollars to finish off college. I paid that in the. I paid that in the first two years when I was working at Target. I paid that back off. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, you didn't. You went to a CUNY. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I went to a private school. Excuse me. You know. I'm. I didn't want to. I like. Look, I didn't go to St. John. J. Cole's was not. I was not there to see J. Cole. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't there either. I, mean, <laughs> I came what four years too late i as honestly i wanted to go my original plan was to go to uh iona in new rochelle but my mother my mother told me not to because like she had convinced me that they had denied me but they did they actually accepted me but she had convinced me that i got denied so i had to go by the other schools like john jay and lehman which i got scholarships and like free pell and stuff to go there but like i was so convinced i was so heartbroken when like, and then I read the letter like two years after I started doing Lehman, and I read it again. And I was like, I was accepted. I was like, you lied to me. <laughs> and then she was like, I did it for your good. I was like, you did nothing for my. <laughs> well, how okay? Well, how much was Iona's tuition? Um, uh, can't I can't I can't imagine how much it was now. But at that time, I think it was like fifty five thousand. Okay, Probably. so yeah, she made the right decision. Oh now. yeah, she. I look. I understand now that she was just looking out for my future, for me not owing money. Because she knows how I am when mm. it comes to owing people money. Mm. So at an honest note, she was definitely doing it in my best benefit. But an honest note, I'd rather you just told me the truth. That is just too expensive for me yeah. to go. Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. Going back to, you know, the COVID situation. Uh, where were you when the outbreak started over here in America? Uh, I had just moved out of my parents' place at that time. So I was three months out of my parents' place. Wow. So I had just moved out with my girlfriend at the time and my friend from college since the apartment was like, oh, uh, it was a two-bedroom apartment that was big. 
Mm. And we, it was like $2,000. Mm. So my friend was on the other side of the apartment and me and my girlfriend shared one room on that side. And as an honest note, I think, I think it was here earlier than other, than most people think. Cause I was sick. I actually had the symptoms in January. I had it in February. Yeah, because I, I remember January, New Year's Day, I could not, like, New Year's, I was not, I couldn't go out because I had I had a fever, I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. I was going through all the symptoms they were naming, like, I was coughing, all mm-hmm. the other stuff. And, like, they were naming these symptoms. I was like, hmm. I was like, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and, you, you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because, like I said, I caught it, I think, at the end of February the first time. Mm-hmm. I had it twice, I you think. Had it twice. I think I had it twice. So the first time... um one of my coworkers had gotten sick, right? And it was kind of like a chain reaction. He was gone for like three or four days. And when he came back, I was like, yo, you know, how you doing? He was like, yo, I'm still jacked up. I was like, so, okay, why are you here? Nonetheless, all right, cool, you're here, whatever, yada, yada. You feel better, blah, blah, blah. The end of the week, me and two other coworkers had gotten sick, right? At the same thing. At the same the same thing, the the fever, the, the chills, aches and pains. Yo, bro, I felt like I got hit by a truck. I could not move. I couldn't I couldn't get out of bed. I had to force myself to go across the street to the clinic. And my doctor saw me. She was like, it's not the flu. It's probably some flu-like illness. And I'm going to give you some Tamiflu, some ibuprofen. And you just stay hydrated, drink lots of fluids, and this and the third. I'm like, whatever you give me, just give me. I don't care. I, I, I just want to feel better. Uh-huh. So after that, I went back to work, right? And for two weeks... I kept coughing, like, and I don't mean like, no, <clears throat> I'm like, <coughs> you know, grown man, cough and smoke, I mean, smoke, cough, and I'm like, uh, the smoker's cough. yo, bro, and everybody's looking at me like, yo, what's good with you, son? I'm like, yo, I don't know. I genuinely do not know. And by this time, COVID had become a thing because I don't know. Uh, do you remember that NBA game where they were about to, they were literally about to tip off? Oh, I think it was the Thunder and the Jazz. Maybe I forgot. Yeah, Utah. It was done. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. they were about to tip off, and they legit stopped the game right beforehand. And it was then like the, players were sick. Players were sick, and they were saying like, "Oh, you know, they they weren't letting them leave the arena." And then the league just shut down, and that's when COVID became like real to a lot of us. It yeah. was like. Oh, the NBA never shuts down for anything. So, not even for racism. But <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, yo, what is this for real? And oh, so that was that was just the first time. The yeah. second time I caught it, uh, one of my other another one of my coworkers had tested positive. Like this was like early stages, you know, people testing positive, yada yada. Mm-hmm. They sent us home the next day, right? The, the my first day home, I'm having breakfast with my mother, right? And we we eating IHOP, whatever. And all of a sudden, I can't taste my food. Oh, and okay. I'm like, I'm like, yo ma, take take. Well, I didn't say yo ma, but I was like, <laughs> hey yo ma. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can you can you just eat this real fast? She was like, what's wrong with it? I'm like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. She was just like, it, it tastes fine. I'm. She was like, what's wrong? I I I legit can't taste it. Oh, she was like, uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. And I'm like, yeah. And so over the next day and a half, I lost completely my sense of taste, my sense of smell. I started to get the aches, but I didn't get the fever and the chills like mm-hmm. I did the first time. Yeah. So I would I couldn't taste the food I was eating. I couldn't smell food that was cooking. I couldn't even smell my own body. Like if I were to take a shower, I couldn't smell the soap. <clears throat> if mm-hmm. I would put on anything, I couldn't smell. I, my house could have been on fire, and I wouldn't have been able to smell anything. Nope, you just have to go off vision, yeah, like or or hearing something. Like, yeah. So, I stayed in my room like two weeks, just playing two K. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my sister was living with us at the time, and she had a she had her daughter with us too, and her daughter was no more than I think two. I think she was like a year and a half. And I just kept saying, do not bring your daughter around me. Like, just keep your daughter away from me as far as you possibly can. Because I, neither one of you can afford to get sick right now. You can't take off of work. You know, a father can't take off of work. Yeah, so and we can't, this baby has no immune system, so we cannot get no, her no, sick. No, no, this baby can't. This one-year-old is not set for this life. <laughs> just not at all. <laughs> so I was like, nah, this is, this is too much. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't tell you nothing. That sounds awful. <laughs> 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 and, and it legit lasted the two weeks. I'm like, this is strange. So when we got back to work, you know, they, they started putting us on rotations and yeah. working two weeks on one week off. Yo, I've worked the entire pandemic, bro. Oh, yeah, same. It, that was uh, something we talked. That was something we talked about when um when we was coming over here. Mm. Like the whole time, I never, I never took a vacation. I never took a day off what? during the pandemic. Nope, I never took one day off. I was working the whole time. Mm. Like I wasn't allowed to work in the office, but like every day, I was like, I was taking phone calls. Mm. I was like talking to clients, making sure things was running through. I was because ch- part of my job, I also work alongside HRA, and I hate them. <laughs> I hate HRA. I hate. Explain for the people, and by people I mean me, what HRA is. HRA is human resource assistance. So public assistant cases, like people who get food stamps, anything of that sort. I like I work with them. Mm. It's like any government, any people that's like, oh, we need government assistance. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty much what it is. Like your food stamps. If you get food stamps, you get it from HRA. Uh, so I work alongside them because they also assist people with make sure they keep their homes together and everything like that. And man, can I tell HRA was completely useless during this whole pandemic. Oh, really? Like people were like, I done seen all my cases. Like if you had public assistance, I guarantee you, you went two months without having food stamps because every food stamp case closed in New York City for no reason. Whoa. And it, it wasn't like ev- it wasn't like everyone closed at the same time. It was like, oh, one person lost their case. They got it back. Then the other person lost their case. So anyone that had food stamps had apparently had lost their case one time during the pandemic for no reason because, like, they weren't prepared for people not to be working in the office. Mm. So, like, by the time they got all this thing together for people to work in the office and work from home as well, like, everything was so, the system was so backed up and so bad that we was, like, I was waiting for things. I had a client that, like, did something for HRA back in April. She didn't get a response till February of this year. Excuse me. Yeah. So around like that's how bad like backed up a lot of these workers were and like the system was not ready. And like we're trying to help out and like and you get meetings with these people like you get meetings with HRA workers in my job and you try to tell them about things your experiences. And it's pretty much just being a it's pretty much being a child with a parent. Like you're telling them all these things you're going through. They'll be like, oh, it's okay. Like you'll get over it. It'll work out eventually. Oh, why don't you go talk to this? And like, oh, that thing should be able to work that way. And we're like, we're telling them, no, it's not working. They're like, oh, well, like, uh, I'm sure it work. I did all I could. I I did the best that I could. (laughs) Did you ever start thinking that you don't? (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? It's it's, it's crazy because a lot of things just, like, when the world came to a halt, everything just got backed up. And you know, for New York, it's a city that just... Just keeps bustling and man, bustling. New York was peaceful to me at that time. I don't I, yo, know what I, said. Listen, man. I, the only thing that got me crazy was those fireworks. Let's not even get started <laughs> on the fireworks. Which they is, started from like now, from like Memorial Day last year. And yo, July 4th sounded like Baghdad. I was, felt like I was in the middle of a rock. I'm like, what is going on over here? Why are there so many loud noises and bangings and fireworks going off? And it didn't end until like it didn't end until September. It didn't. And and I just, remember every night I heard another firework. I'm like, yo, can this not? <laughs> like, bro, it is two a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta work tomorrow, bro. I know you, you don't, don't have, have to, to work, work unfortunately. Like, but come on, <laughs> come on. Like, and you know, they started up again. Actually, they did. Yeah, I got. I've heard fireworks for the past two nights. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's funny. You know, we. We don't live too far from each other. You ever heard it? I haven't heard a thing. Maybe it's maybe I just learned to tune it out. Oh, I've heard it. I I think I just learned to tune things out because you know I live next to a train station, so oh, I yeah. hear I hear every I, listen, especially in, and it's a curved station, mm. so you know how loud the trains are coming around curves. Yep. So <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so I you know I I've learned to tune things out on the regular. It's 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 what it's whatever to me, but them fireworks last year, nah, I was. It was not. It was no, it was not good. But I remember uh, the reason why I know it started like for like I heard the past two months. Like the first one caught me off guard because I was like I wasn't asleep yet. I was like playing video games, and I heard a bang, and I thought it was from the TV. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, who just shot me like that? <laughs> like who got like who? I was like, I'm not in the part where rocket launchers aren't supposed to be in this game yet. <laughs> and then it went off again behind me. I was like, oh, I was like, really? We back at this? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you didn't 
It, were you playing fireworks or gunshots? Is that what is I was playing Uncharted? That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, I need to play something else. I was like, I was bored. I was like, I was like, what game could I play? I was like, oh, the Uncharted series. I can start over again. It's been a minute since I played it. Mm-mm. Literally, I'm, I was like, it's like we have to shoot him. Boom! I'm like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! So, I didn't put on expert mode. What is this? <laughs> what else? Okay, so what other games were you or how did you bide your time? While you were home, oh man, a lot of the it, I'm not gonna lie to you, that whole time when it first started was a struggle. Mm. Like it was a it was a struggle because like I was playing video games from time to time and I was talking to friends, mm-hmm. but then like a lot of times it was like a lot of like oh I don't got nothing to do I already did all this stuff can't go nowhere sat here just did nothing. <laughs> I'm like that time was very struggling and like I'm not gonna put the people I was with on blast, but they were both suffering. And we also, we had another person come into the house, too. So another friend was living with us at the time for, like, a few months. Oh, they, what happened? They lost their home? Or? No, they, he just he just came over, and then, like, his mom was not landing back in the house because the pandemic had started. Like, the city shut down the day he came to visit us. Oh. So all the trains and everything stopped working, and he didn't have he didn't have money to take a cab back home. Mm. So literally on that, so we it was us four in the household. And like three of them struggled with uh, depression and mental health issues, mm. and like I had, and I I wasn't suffering from any of them at the time. But at like, the time, at the time, I still don't suffer from them as much as they do. Okay, because they're clinically like they're clinically diagnosed with it. But oh, like from time, okay. like being with them for seven months, where you watch them just like sit in their room and just cry and stuff for seven months straight. At a certain point, that takes a toll on you. My mental health. Like was all it was like down at that point because no. all I was I was just in the corner like life is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life, life, life took a a really big turn. I feel like okay, so twenty twenty was uh the bad year. Like it was it was the year from hell for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was the bad year. For it was everyone. it was a bad year for everybody. Started off bad when we lost Kobe. Listen, don't even get me started because <laughs> so for me. 2019, like, in a, in a personal note, 2019 was, like, po- quite possibly the worst year of my life. I'm not even going to lie to you. Because, the year, like, 2019, uh, my godbrother was murdered. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh it, it gets deep, bro. Uh, I, I can tell. That's it, the starting it, point. It, There's that, a problem. That, because that's how the year started. Okay. The year started that way. Not even... 10 days into the new year and in 2019 he, and my god brother was murdered okay and he, it, it it happened in front of our building like a few like like down the street okay. by the corner by the corner where the train station is it yeah, happened there i know exactly where it is so that, that happened uh-huh. um then i started working overnight in uh-huh. March in march of that year okay and so I don't say it work. Yeah, because you you was a track worker. I, I'm, I still am. You still are a track I, worker. But I, I, I put it that way. I became a track inspector. Okay. And I was in I was in the hole. I was over on the D line, if you remember. Yes. And bro, <laughs> that's what they call it, the hole. That is it's called the hole. It's all, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the hole. So um, talk about my station. That was bro. So <laughs> no, nah, it's terrible. From working, uh, you know, when I came when I first started, I was working days. I was working in Queens, and then, you know, I came over to the Bronx. Uh-huh. And then, for some stupid reason, I decided to work overnight. I started to challenge myself, and, you know, I went working in a hole. Worst professional decision I've ever made because, like, it's literally night and day. You know, it's, it's, it's a cliche, but it's literally night and day, bro. Like, working overnight, first of all, you're working against your body's natural clock to begin with. That's yeah. that's unhealthy in itself. In fact, it's it's practically a carcinogen. You know what I mean? It can, it can cause cancer. Working against your body clock like that oh, okay. for a was, long period. I was like, excuse me, brother. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that word means. Uh, okay, so you... I know okay. I went to college, but like certain words are a little too much for me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but you, you already explained it, so it was yes, cool. Okay. I got it. I got yes. it now. Because <laughs> I saw the look on your face. It's like, what's this nigga talking about? That was so, that. I was like, that's a big word that I've never heard. You've never heard of a carcinogen? No. Like, no one that I've known, even my mother, who... My mother is a very smart woman with her degrees. Mm-hmm. I've never heard someone say that word. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> so, yes, it is a cancer-causing issue. Usually, like, uh, most of it, well, usually, depending on the context, it could be something 
foreign that causes cancer, but okay. it's, it basically it means a cancer causing agent, something that can cause cancer. Working overnight is bad for your health. And if you're working in 100 and plus year old tunnels, Ooh. you know, with all the steel dust, all the asbestos and this, that, and third. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was like mold, expensive All things. of it, bro. It can't was, be healthy. It's, it's not healthy it's at all. It's not. And so, you know, I gained a, a boatload of weight because eating habits are terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm sleeping at all hours of the day. And then my own mental health started to deteriorate just a little bit because I started to miss a lot of things. Like I was missing. Social uh, interactions. Huh? Yeah. A lot of social interactions. My social life just... Yeah, because like you were most likely, if I had to guess, your job probably was like ten to like seven a.m. Ten to six. Ten to six. I was so close. I was gonna say ten to six. Ten to six. So like most likely, like you would probably wake up at seven in the afternoon. So okay, in the beginning, what I would do was when I come home because I wasn't, I don't live too far from the station that I was working at. Yeah, it was like a twenty minute bus ride, if that. So I would come home, wash up, wash all the dirt off of me or whatever, mm-hmm. and then go straight to sleep. Yeah, you know what I mean. I will wake up like around three in the afternoon, maybe two thirty, the earliest. Mm-hmm. That's that's if I went straight to sleep. Went straight to sleep, and then I will wake up, like I said, three o'clock, two thirty, maybe. I will stay up for a couple hours, eat, you know, talk to my mom for like maybe ten, twenty minutes, my sister, mm-hmm. whatever, and then I was back to sleep at five, yeah. so I can be up at eight. Yeah, and by by the time I woke up at eight, it was dark. And no. now I'm getting ready to, for work so I can leave by 9. I could be there at 9.30 because I, li- I like to be early. Yeah, but yeah, I know. So, you know, I was, it was a, it was constant. So now if I didn't go straight to bed when I got home, if I woke up like, if I stayed up till like maybe 10 or 11 o'clock, then that's when I would be waking up like 7, 8, mm-hmm. just missing the whole day. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, nah, this isn't good. So at a certain point, you're, yeah, everything, your social interaction was just dead. Just dead. If you didn't have days off, it was it. That was it, bro. And, and, and you know what's messed up? Even on my days off, I was still up all night because I had Thursday nights and Friday nights off. So Thursday night, I'm up till 5, 6 in the morning just doing nothing, watching TV, maybe eating, playing video games. On Friday nights, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to church on Saturday mornings and then have to stay up until I got home or I would have to leave them early so that way I can go home and prepare for work Saturday night. Not getting any rest. You know what I mean? I was going to go to church. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> Excuse me? That's <laughs> <I said> allowed. <laughs> so, I, you know, and then, okay, so that was just the job. Yeah. Right? How long did you do that? How long did you do that for? So I did that from from March of 2019 up until the week before the pandemic. No, the week before Kobe died. <laughs> yeah. So I I bid back today's that January January 2020 up until that day up until uh, no because he died on what January 26th. I think so. Yeah. My first day back was January 19th. So I was there for a week, and then. The next week, you know, I'm on the track with one of my coworkers and my supervisors, and we get to Gun Hill Road, right? And this guy on the platform, he's just like, like, yo, Kobe died in a helicopter crash. And my coworker tells us, and he tells me and my supervisor, and he's like, yo, this guy just said that Kobe died in a helicopter crash? I'm like, what? you shouldn't play games like that, bro. Like, why are you, why are you saying things like that? I'm not going to lie to you. So I was at home when that happened, and I was watching. I was literally watching the basketball thing, and then my phone rings. Kobe dies in the car. <laughs> Kobe dies. I was like, Kobe died? How? <laughs> and then, like, everything else was like helicopter. I was like, and then they kept going in. It was like, his daughter was on the helicopter yeah, with them. First, first they like, said his whole family. Remember that? First they said they his, did whole say whole his whole family. And then it was like, his daughter was there. And then yeah, his daughter's bro. friend and the dad was there. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was it, it took a real, like, I think a lot of, especially us black men, a lot of us felt like we lost a brother. I felt, I'm not going to lie to you. It felt like we did lose a family member. Yeah, like we lost a family member that year. Like um, they have. If you ever wanted um, at that time, because in the NFL, there was another thing happening in the NFL. It was like the Pro Bowl, like All Stars for Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. All Stars for the NFL team. Mm-hmm. If you go back and listen to it, just listen to the mic up situations. A lot of NFL players was like, 
Yo, Kobe's dead. I feel like I lost a cousin. Yo, that's what it, that's what it felt like. We lost Everyone a cousin. Like, yo, I was like, he was like, yo, my nephew just died. Something like it's like it's like it's like I didn't even know him, and I felt like I lost him. And it, yo, so it's funny that you say you lost a cousin, right? Going back to 2019. <laughs> uh, so that summer, well, not that summer, that uh, like just around this time, that's uh, one of my cousins died of a heart attack. At the ripe age of 36. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And I remember when my aunt, she called me. It was a Sunday afternoon, and she calls me. She's like, are you working tonight? I'm like, getting ready for work now. You know, that's what I do at 5 o'clock in the afternoon on, on Sundays. Sunday. <laughs> you know, uh, and she was like, you know, I got some really bad news. And she, was, I was like, okay, what happened now? Who died now? At this point, I'm expecting bad news every day. Like I'm, I just be waiting for phone calls. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a bad sign. No, that's a bad sign. <laughs> I just that's be... a full bad sign because I that's that that was 2020 to me. Because uh, <laughs> I I at a certain point my mother would be like, "Can we talk?" And I was like, uh, oh. "Yeah." And I would get that message about maybe two times every. I would get that message every two times every three weeks. Mm. So every time I was expecting, even now when like even though like nothing's happened now, like this year's been pretty tame. For me, family wise and bad news same, wise, same. Every time she called, she messaged me she's like, "Can we talk?" I'm like, and my my head goes straight. Like the worst news, like oh, someone I was like, someone I knew got hurt, someone I knew got gunned down. Uh, my grandmother caught a heart attack. I'm like, mm. like the worst. That's the worst one. I can. The worst thing I ever think of is when she's like, "Can we talk?" I was like, my brain goes. I was like, something happened to grandma. Something grandma happened. Yeah. I was like, if my grandma dies, I'm leaving this office right now. Facts. And then she's like. And then I'll I'll call I was like yeah call me right now and she'd be like it's like what do you want from Target I'm oh, like what <laughs> oh come on mom you could have you could have sent that in a text message I mean that's what my mother does she'll if she's somewhere that I might want something she'll just randomly Facetime me right <laughs> and it'd be the most inopportune times I'd be at work on on a computer or something and she'll Facetime me I'm just like what does she want now and then she she like she'll show a background of Target. Like, hey, I'm in Target. Do you do do we need something? What do we need for the house? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever, mouthwash or whatever. Oh, every, every time she does that, it freaks me out. She's like, can we talk? I'm like, well, what's going? And I answer like, yo, what's going on? What's going on? And she's like, I'm in BJ's. Uh, do you want cookies? <laughs> uh, do you want some Listerine for the house? Oh. Like, you want some more Lysol, some more mass? I was like, oh, did, you, like did you eat? What are you eating when you come home? Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, like yesterday. No, not yesterday. The day before, she was on Pelham Parkway, and they put up a new halal truck okay. over there. And she just randomly faced me. She was showing me the new truck. I was like, "Oh, that's new. <laughs> oh, okay, this might have a new spot now." But I, I think, I, as honest no, I think our mothers are doing that to like trying to get us back to normalcy. I think so. Because after so much years, to everyone, just after so many, after a whole year, two years, I'm just hearing nothing but like, "Oh, can we talk?" Oh yeah, your cousin got a heart attack. He's in the hospital right now. Mm. Oh, your cousin, uh, your nephew, ha- one of your, uh, your brother has COVID. We're mm. taking him to the hospital right now. Mm-hmm. Like he may not make it. All those stuff. Mm. I think so many times. So I think my mother does that just to mess with me a lot of time. <laughs> it's like, can we talk? She'd be like, you know, your grandmother does the weirdest things. I was like, I'm in a meeting, mom. <laughs> I can't talk about grandma right now. I'm like, as much as I would love to talk about pancakes at this moment <laughs> in time, oh, man. and also. Don't eat pancakes. I don't know what to tell you. You, you know what it does to you. You don't eat pancakes? No. Excuse no, me, brother. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do Excuse eat, me. I do eat pancakes. I mean, like, her doctor told her to, like, take some things out of her diet. Oh. Oh. Her, oh. My grandmother and my mom always argue about certain things, and it's always about how to cook certain foods. So, okay. literally, she'll call me. She'll be like, you know your grandmother did this with the pancakes? I'm like, mom, just don't eat her pancakes. Make your own. <laughs> and also, your doctor told you not to eat pancakes. We talked about this. Pancakes are delicious, man. I don't care what anybody And she's says. like, and she goes like, she didn't tell me not to eat pancakes. She just told me not to add as much syrup. I was like, I was like, throw the same thing because I know you. Because <laughs> I know you the most. Listen, certain brands of syrup are better than others, but that's a different story for a different day. Excuse me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean by that? Listen, my favorite brand of syrup is uh, I think law, I think it's called Law Cabin. Oh, I was thought you was gonna say I, I was going straight to something else. <laughs> was it? The, uh, uh, come on, say it. 
I can't think of the name. I, I thought he was going to say Aunt, Aunt Jemima. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I was like, I was like, come on, they just changed the name. Don't be this. <laughs> Wait, what did they change it to? They didn't change the name. They changed the picture because the logo on Aunt Jemima is actually blackface. Of course it is. Anybody? Oh, everyone knows that. Everybody knew that, but you know, they're changing the logo now. Okay, what well, are they going to change it to? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a minute. Okay. No one in my where I currently live, no one buys Aunt Jemima. Oh, good. <laughs> I, listen, I I I stopped eating Aunt Jemima waffle and pancake mix like maybe f- when we were working at target because um i started buying hungry jack and i felt like hungry jack tasted better especially the buttermilk like it came, the batter was it tasted better to me so whenever i made waffles and with the you know with the iron everybody liked my waffles i'm like yeah because i use a different batter than this crap that we've been eating you mean uh, you mean waffle maker what i say waffle iron you, yeah you said iron you didn't say you didn't say waffle maker you just said iron in general I was like, I would make it with the iron. <laughs> I well, like, you know, iron it. <laughs> you know what I, I know meant. You do that <laughs> <laughs> with the waffle maker. So, you know, I was, I use, I, I've, I've been off of Aunt Jemima for a while, and I, in fact, even when I went to Canada, you know, I actually had like authentic maple syrup from Canada. You went to Canada? Yes, yes. We're th- this. There's a lot that you don't know about me in the past few years, bro. You travel a lot more than I do. Of course, I do. I'm. You can't stay in New York this whole time. I don't. I'm just saying you travel to a lot more places. Like when you told me you went to that plantation, that plantation tour. <laughs> Again, my, like you said, it was fun. But if someone came to me, it's like, oh, you want to go to a plantation? And I, it, it was I, plantation tour. I just want to hear plantation. I'm like, <laughs> like, excuse me, brother? What do you mean plantation? Why do I go there? I don't want to go there. Listen, plantation. Listen, you should go. To, you, you should You should do one. I go to do what? <laughs> a plantation <laughs> tour. <laughs> What's a, going on here? A tour, not ex- not just a plantation, but a plantation Check my tour. Bags. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get me again, mama. <laughs> Listen, as long as you don't get on a boat, we're under the <laughs> under the guise of, hey, we're gonna take you to a a new. You want to go to Bahamas? <laughs> no, we're gonna take a cruise. <laughs> we're gonna take a cruise, and you know, we're gonna you're gonna go to a new land, a new spot. Who's driving? <laughs> <laughs> Who's driving? Captain Hook, bro. <laughs> but Do no. I get a bed? <laughs> so you know. These things, these, so the, the the experiences over the past couple of years have just shifted my mind into different areas. Like I've, I try to be a lot more present than, you know, in, when I was in college. Because when I was in college, I was in my own world. But now that I'm, you know, I'm six years removed from graduating. Uh, <laughs> thank you. What? Thank most you. people don't make it. What you want? <laughs> I, I, I don't make it out. <laughs> I appreciate it, but um, so I try to like my 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 mental goal is to be a lot more present, especially with my sister's children. You know, all my all of my sisters are mothers now. It's it's weird. I'm the only one that doesn't have children now. Does your mama pressure you? No. Okay. Because <laughs> she no, got grandkids actually. though. She she well, yeah, she has grandchildren, but. You know, she doesn't pressure me at all. She's just like, you know, take your time. Uh, now, the reason I ask that because, like, I have my my mother, my grandmother doesn't do that either. But like, a lot of my family members be like, Tayshawn, when you gonna have a child?" Mm. I'm like, "Yo, it's like your kid already has a child. I don't understand why I gotta make one. <laughs> like, he got thirty. He, like, he got four over there. I don't understand why I gotta make one. Right. <laughs> so, one of my sisters just had her fourth baby back in February. See, and then my other sister, she had her child, her her daughter back in 2018. So, as far as I'm concerned, I'm good. <laughs> like I don't I don't have to do anything. I I I'm their I'm their godfather. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like if 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 I want their uncle, huh? Technically their uncle and their godfather. Oh. I christened them. You know what I mean? Well, I christened three of them officially, but. You know, I don't think I don't think we have. I don't know if there are any plans to christen the fourth. That's a lot of trust. It is, but I <laughs> listen. I I, I <laughs> can can you think of a better person, a better man in your family than than your little brother to to watch your children after you know? So in, are you uh, asking me personally? Because I'm I'm my okay, only not, brother. No, not you. <laughs> I'm not my you, only brother. <laughs> but like for my sisters, you know. They help raise me, so it's like I'm sure. I'm sure they're like, but you're different. You're different from other brothers and other people. I so as honestly, you probably want to keep it in the family. But if if you had a family, like if your younger brother is like a mess up, you kind of don't want to trust it. Exactly. But but thankfully, I'm not that little brother. I'm, you know, I try to be as present as I possibly can. Every time my sisters ask me for something, or 
you know, they need a favor from me. I try to do the best that I can with, you know, with the time scheduling and. Oh, you like me? What do you mean? <laughs> like whenever someone asks me for something, I just do it. Oh yeah, like, cause why? Especially if I'm if I'm capable or if I'm available, why wouldn't I? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times where I'd be like, you know, I I in my mind I genuinely don't want to, Mom, but because it. I but because you know I love you and you need this, you know, I, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the the brother. The you know. Yeah, if, I got it. It, 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 it just is what it is. That's, I got <laughs> You gonna stop disrespecting me? That's my job, though. Wait, has it been twenty minutes? All right, never mind. I'll stop. It's been more than twenty <laughs> minutes. It's been like what thirty? I don't know. I ain't gonna answer that question. I ain't looking at the clock. Uh, <laughs> Do I look like uh, I ain't timing nothing? <laughs> I mean, granted, you got you got full breath for me. <sighs> it's only a hundred to zero. What's up, baby? <laughs> You're ridiculous. You are ridiculous. So let's go let's 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 double back to, you know, mental health, right? So the pandemic destroyed a lot of people's mental health. Yes. A lot. And especially a lot of you you've seen it firsthand. I've not seen it as much, but you personally, what was the most difficult part about uh or where did your mental health hit like take the most hit? During you know the pandemic and I, I mean was, we're still in it but we're still in it you know what I mean it's a lot laxer than it was during that time it's right. not a full lockdown right so I want the to answer the question I think the part where I knew my personal health had hit a moment was because not only with my roommates at the time and my like all of my friends and my family members I've also been known as a person that whenever something's going down you can always call them mm-hmm. it's like to let, let and i would listen to your problems and if you ask for advice i would give you advice right if you didn't ask i'd just be there to listen right so like a lot of times like from hearing like seeing my roommates like um oh as an honest note one of my roommates actually did go to a psych ward uh not not during the pandemic this was like two years before the pandemic because uh if you were unaware uh, I'm gonna come back to this. There was a rap. There's a there was a young rapper. I don't remember his name, but he was 20 years old. He had recently la- this week had committed suicide because his girlfriend had cheated on him. And he was 20, and he like he had all these things going for him, and he committed suicide. Now this roommate of mine had also this was two years ago. Him and his girlfriend got into a major argument. He said some things he didn't mean to say, and they had broke up. And like for a whole time, he, like he was very he had already had depression issues, so that make it skyrocket. And then he told his therapist something, and his therapist was like, well, you should probably go to the psych ward. And then, like, he stayed in the psych ward for, like, maybe two months. So then as we got, and then we moved out because his family wasn't helping him. Like, his family was only making his issues worse. So we moved out together along with my girlfriend. Like, he was okay most of the time. He wasn't having any more of those issues. The pandemic hit. He was, like, he never was, he never, like, he never made anything about suicidal jokes. But a lot of times he would just be looking out the window. He'd be like, yo, man. Do you ever think about like what life would be after you after it's over? And I would just look at him like, what? <laughs> like you getting like what? I'm like, what's going on here? Uh, so it was like he would just he would just be like, yo. I was like sometimes he was like he would just look at the window. He'd be like, yo. I was like, what? I was like, would you ever think about what it'd be like? Like, you think people would miss you once you, like once you're gone? I'm like, I would hope so. No, like I would miss you if you go. Like, why are you asking me these questions? Do you plan to go somewhere anytime soon? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to say, sir? Yeah. So, like, then that would that would make like there was a lot of that. We had a lot of those conversations where he would just bring it up randomly. We would just be sitting watching TV or watching a YouTube video, and he would just bring that up. And then that was in like, so that was like the first five months, and then at a certain point. We got to the point where uh, uh, I want to say July. It was July. That's when my girlfriend, like any, like she would just stay, like her certain part, she'd be like, "Oh, I'm going." Like she wouldn't know I could hear her, but like she would go to the bathroom or go to our room, and she would just start crying randomly during the day. Like she didn't think I could hear it, but I would hear her, and then like I would come, like I would let her come back because clearly she didn't want me to see it, but I clearly I can hear it. I have like I have very good hearing, so I'll, clearly. Like, <laughs> so like I knew she didn't want me to say so I would wait I would wait for her to stop then I go back and check on her 15 minutes later like you okay everything's good she'd be like 
And she wouldn't tell me. Sometimes she'd be like, I just had like mental breakdown and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like that, she would tell me things like that. But all the time she'd be like, no, I'm good. I'm okay. I just need it. Just need to be like just by myself for a minute just to be okay. Mm. I'm like, okay. It's like then this was like this would continue up until when we broke up until I think we broke up in September. Not too sure of the month. Mm. So like, but I was already like at part by the time we got to July. And like they were like they were going they were doing this every like every other day I was dealing with someone else's new like issue like okay like no we're not doing that or like are you sure you're good like I heard you crying and all that stuff and like and it like at a certain point when every day you're dealing with someone else's emotional trauma at a certain point your mental health is like is there like I don't know if I can do this anymore <laughs> so I'm like and then when laugh. we when at a certain point I realized I was like I knew I wasn't okay. Mental, I knew I wasn't okay because certain issues I'd never had before were starting to flare up. Mm. Like, uh, like I would get like at a certain point. As, that's how I knew someone was off because like I would get jealous at certain things with my with my girlfriend and other friends that she made because of me. So, like I would, I would, I introduced her to like certain friends and like they would hang out all the time or they like, they would play video games together and I was like, they invite me in this. Like, and then like you felt like and like I would feel myself becoming insecure and jealous over certain things. Oof. That's how I knew like mental my mental health was starting to go down. Oof. And I would tell her and like oh and then <laughs> that's when we decided like hey like mentally I'm like I'm not all there. I know you're having your own issues. Like I'm gonna go away for like a few days to my parents' place. Like I honestly I don't know if this relationship is gonna last based on both our mental healths. Mm. I'm gonna give you time to think about it. You know my opinion. We can talk about it when I come back. And in three days, I came back, and she was like, yeah, I think it's best that we end it now because all we're going to do is just end up sad and hurting each other in some other way or not. So that's how we ended it. And then, like, I gave her the room. I stayed in the living room. We were just separated from time to time. Mm-hmm. And then at times, we would, we would still talk and stuff. We would still go back and joke and stuff. And then we would she would call me nicknames from our relationships that we weren't supposed to call each other because we're not in a relationship no more. Mm-hmm. So I know. And then when she moved to New Jersey to give me, like, the full room and everything, that's when she told me, she's like, I cannot be with you. It's like, she's like, I cannot picture my life without you. Like, I know that we're, so she's like, I'm sure we're going to get back together, but I want to make sure my mental health is back to where we were when we first started dating. Mm. And I was like, I understand that. And I also want to do the same thing. Mm. So that's why we're, I'm sure at a certain time, we'll, maybe we'll get back together. I don't know. Life goes, life goes where life needs to go. It does. So I won't make, I won't make any guarantees. Like, oh, I'm going to date her like next week. Like, no, I may not ever date her again. So, okay. So what? What steps do you think need to be taken for y'all to come to the conclusion that okay for maybe her, I'm not I can't say what her mental steps need to be. I really take I know personally I've taken my mental steps. I feel a lot more better than I was before because during the pandemic I stopped cooking because I used to cook dinner all the time for me in the house. Mm. Stop cooking. It'd be I used to eat like one time a day mm. just because like I had no I it wasn't because I wasn't hungry and I felt no energy to eat. So I would eat like one time like for lunch or dinner. And then the rest of the day be nothing. Like, I'll wake up, not have breakfast, not do anything. I, w- I would just work and just keep on working. And now I got, and then it took me a while to realize, like, this was just my own issues, my own mental health shutting me down. I didn't get over it till, I want to say, April of this year. So, like, last year, that's when I was like, oh, like, why don't I cook no more? Started making dinners. I started making steaks, started cooking chickens and stuff. My roommates are actually, ve- one of my roommates are vegetarian, so now I'm trying out tofu and stuff like that. Don't look at me like that. Excuse me, brother. <laughs> Excuse me, brother. At least you didn't say vegan, all right? No, all she's right. not vegan, but like she wants to meat does certain bad things to her diet. To okay, her, okay, that's so fair. She's, she's become a vegetarian because of her own diet issues. That's 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 more than fair. I mean, like she's she can eat chicken. Chicken's are her best thing she can eat that won't make her like have any breakouts or any digestive mm. issues. Okay, that's so good. mostly it mostly is me just making chicken dishes. And then I'll try out I'll, I'll like tofu and other types of stuff. Buck, 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 buck. <laughs> <laughs> Look, how much, like, uh, how much uh, chicken do you eat a day then? I mean a week. How much I, I don't cook. See, I since I'm getting back into cooking, like I'll cook dinner for us maybe three times uh the week. Mm. And then a lot of it's leftovers, or she'll try to make something. Or and then so mostly I eat chicken like maybe twice, maybe three times a week, dinner wise. So okay. that's about it. And then, like, I'll try other things. Like, I'll eat turkey. I'll get turkey sandwiches from time to time. Uh, our roommate, grandfather, normally likes to make steak and stuff. So if I don't want it, I can go over him and, like, get steak if I really want it. I'm mm. not really a fan of pork no more because 
The taste is weird. Oh, praises. <laughs> Thank God. Get rid of that stuff, man. Stop eating that shit. Uh, like it just, Stop it. I'm not it, really a fan of it. It's it's bad for you. You think chicken is bad for you? I never thought chicken was bad. I I'm, just well, I'm not talking about you. I'm just oh. saying like in general. You oh. thought chicken and beef are bad. Pork is not the other white meat, all right? It's bad for you. Stop <laughs> eating it. I've stopped eating pork since I was in college. I was like, I don't really, I'm not, I've never been a fan of ham, never been a fan of, like, bacon's all right. I won't, I'm not going out my way to get it, though. Mm. Like, if anything, I'm not really, like, I'll eat turkey bacon if I have to get bacon. No, eat beef bacon. Beef bacon is so much better than turkey bacon. I've never, most places I go to don't really offer beef bacon. If I get a chance, I'll try it. So, is there a, well, of course, there are bodegas by where you live. Are they run by Arabs? Sometimes, yeah. The Arabs one usually sell beef okay. bacon. I'll talk to them. Okay. If I when I ever I order bacon, I'll I'll order it from them. They're like, oh, Yo, you got some beef bacon? My man. <laughs> it's, 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 but I'm all, I'm I've always been one. I'm very and that's how I realized I'm coming back to where I was right. before the pandemic. Mm. Like I'm a lot more open to new things. I'm more like, oh, what are we doing? It's like, oh, we going to here. Night. I'm on. <laughs> I guess I'll show up. Because a lot. Of, that's when I knew. That's when I knew. Like mentally, I was gone out of it. Because like when we got to this year, a lot of my friends were like, oh. Let's go hang out there. I'm like, nah, I'm I don't really want to go outside. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you go, you guys go without me. Mm-hmm. And then like when they go without me, I'm like, damn, I should have went. Yeah, I'm like, why didn't I go? <laughs> and then in the and now like once once my birthday hit and everything, like I was like I was more outgoing, and then everything started to slowly come back to me. Right. So that's how I knew. Like that's why I knew I mentally got better. Like I still have men- little mental slip ups mm-hmm. when it comes to certain things. Like I'll have a day where like I just get sad. Because that's, but mostly I'm thinking about the people I've lost in the mm. past year. Because like I've like I've already had like bad experiences with people dying and stuff mm-hmm. the whole time. And then when you put back to COVID, I've lost. I can't even count the people, many people, how many people I lost. Because that certain month, I think I averaged about like six deaths a month in the pandemic. Whoa! <laughs> Between friends and family. Friends and family. Excuse me. Brother? Even from COVID, like if other like people got violent, like you from found, found a friend. That took his own life. I had th- I had about ten friends that took their own life during the pandemic. Wow. That my mother had called and told me about. Wow. They're like, oh, they found him. They found him in his room with a knife on with a knife next to him, and he was just bleeding out. I'm like, I'm like, what am I supposed to say to this now? I can't see her mom. I can't see his mom. Nice. I can't see her family. Like I'm not. I can't legally leave this apartment. I'm in. Like you on one six first. I'm in Woodlong. Oof. <laughs> like I can't really go over there. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's a lot, bro. It was like it's like you like a lot. It was a, it took a lot for my mental health to be like I like it's a pre breakdown. But like as I took time to take away, I feel a lot better now. So you so you you found healing in like just removing yourself. And I then... found healing in just removing myself from certain situations. Mm-hmm. I did get the I did get therapy because my job offered us therapy. Okay, so like I got therapy. I got to talk to like I was just able to just talk out my feelings. And just hear it out. Right. Like, because, like, I didn't want to, it's a certain part of my mental health, a part of me, not my mental health, just part of me, I don't like to burden my friends with my own problems. I feel, I, <sighs> like, as I, like, I know I'm going through stuff, but my head's like, man, they probably going through worse stuff than I am. I don't want to bother, absolutely. I don't want to bother them with some nonsense. <laughs> oh, some bullshit, like, yeah, I feel like, you. It's, I was like, I'm sure I can solve it on my own, they don't need to know. Right, <laughs> and then there's a lot of things where, or a lot of times, for me personally, where I am, you know, I'm, I'm usually the strong friend. I've been there a lot. You know what I mean? I'm usually the strong friend, the one that, you know, has it most together or the one who offers the most wisdom. And it's just like, when is it my turn to be the the broken one? That was my, that was a lot. I wrote a lot of things about that. Mm. Like, do I always have to be like this? I don't want to be the (laughs) strong friend all the time. I made jokes. I was like, damn, my back hurts now. <laughs> <laughs> these these push my shoulders will get These push-ups heavy. don't solve everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like, I can you. bench press 300 pounds, but I can't carry the world on me. Facts. So it's, 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 it takes a toll just being the strong friend. So when all of the, everybody else is going through their crap and their, you know, their stuff and their mental health is, you know, you can see it happening to them. Like, I don't know if you know, no, well, you don't because you're not in the group chat. I'm still in the group chat with like Steven and well, you didn't, did you meet Steven? I don't think I met Steven. Not Isaiah. Remember Isaiah? William. Obviously. Love Jonathan. Will. Love Jonathan. Um, Which um one? Jamal. I did meet Jamal. I got Jamal. You, okay, you met Jamal. I met Jamal. Um, who else? Who Leon? Else? No, Leon's not in it. Um, I'm trying to remember everyone. One of the original guys, one of the guys who came over to the Bronx with me from Queens, his name is Vaughn, right? 
he he worked in the flushing store with me. You didn't meet him because he was gone by 2015. Okay, so no, I never got so, to meet yeah, him. So yeah, uh, we're all in a group chat together on Messenger, and oh, did you? Oh, and Jeremy, Jeremy's in it. I'm oh, not forget Jeremy. I I watch Jeremy streams. Oh, you do? I'm full on. So Jeremy may not know, but I'm a full on supporter. I'm subscribed to his YouTube channel and everything. So am I. I haven't <laughs> seen him any of his streams in a while. No, but... uh, I haven't. He hasn't really done much. But I, uh, Jeremy may not know, but I'm like a heavy Dude. follower. Even even um Jamie stuff. I follow her stuff heavy too. I, I don't even want to talk about Jamie. Right? I don't even want to talk <laughs> oh, about. Oh my fault. But... Personal note: delete that. <laughs> delete that. Note. Excuse no, leave me, that in. Leave that in. Excuse leave me, brother. That in. Um, but no. Jer- okay, so real quick, just real quick side notes about Jeremy. Jeremy's made a lot of strides. Since he's come from Ohio, that's good. He's made a lot of strides. He's I know he was going through some stuff. He's going through some stuff, but he's definitely made a lot of strides. I'm really proud of him. And I don't know if you if you get a chance to reach out to him and catch up with him because he's is a lot has changed for him in a him. good way. I I'm, I have him on some things. So I'll message him. I have him on Instagram and stuff. Good, but um, sliding his DMs. Or <laughs> Excuse me, brother. That's weird. Anyway, it's only weird because you think of it that way. You you you, but you meant it that way. I know you did. Not that way, weirdo. <laughs> anyway. I did because I knew it get that. <laughs> so the we're well, all maybe sliding your DMs too. So <laughs> you get blocked. <laughs> I can't send videos. What's going on? Of what? I send funny videos. Funny videos. Oh yeah, I send videos. There was like one. I'll think of it now. There's one where the guy walks in. He's like, "How like how's everything doing?" And it's like a dude who's like supposed to be uh deaf. He's supposed to be deaf, and he's listening to J Cole. Oh shit! And he goes, "Ooh!" <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor goes, <laughs> "But it's playing. It's playing like this song. It's like I'm a big gangster. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's like, "Ooh, I'm a good gangster." And the doctor's like. <laughs> And then, like, the deaf dude just starts sweating. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> He's like, aren't you supposed to be deaf? And just starts signing. You can't say He just starts signing away. He's like, I can't hear. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I the point. I seen those type of videos. <laughs> okay, Yo, good. videos that made me laugh, I share with everyone. I'm like, I gotta see this stupidity. <laughs> okay, well, fine. But um, so oh, I gotta send you one. There's one where it's like LeBron James to Cancun tomorrow. Oh, geez. and he's just dancing the salsa <laughs> with a whole one. Don't look at me like that. I ain't do it. I didn't make the video. Well, he's he, he's home sooner than he thought he would be. So no, oh, not than I thought. And then anybody thought he's home soon. He's home. Yeah, he's home. But <laughs> um, okay. So the point was, a lot of us, the, the 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 names that I mentioned, we're in a group chat together, and what we started last year during the pandemic was a mental health check-in right so what we do is we um when we whenever we someone calls for one we graded our mental health on a a level of one to four with one being like the worst okay i mean it's called we was now it's the severity you know severity one severity two and i got it actually got it from my job Uh because the way that um we classify track defects is by severity, with obviously one being the, the wor- the absolute worst. Like it needs immediate action. Okay. So, you know, we'll call for a mental health check in, and we'll all go like, "Oh, I'm a P one, or I'm a P two, P three, P 4 If you have a P two, <clears throat> or well, now it's S. If you have an S two, we have to check on you within twenty four hours, make sure you're good. If you're a one, call the like stop the presses. We got to go find this dude right now. Make sure that he's like, we got to talk him off the ledge type thing. Okay. So three and four is usually good. You know, uh, five being I'm I'm good. You know what I mean? And I think it's important <clears throat> for us, especially as men, because a lot of men don't feel like we have space to, you know, talk about our issues in a, a judgment free environment because, you know, the world doesn't give a damn how we feel. So, yeah. You know, especially, especially as black men, you don't give a damn how we feel. Syphilis. <laughs> inside a, joke, people. Inside joke. They don't give a damn how we feel. So it's 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 necessary for us to to talk about how we, you know, how our mental health is, how what how where our where where we at mentally, our the the space that we're in, even if you're just feeling slightly a little anxious or whatever. So, you know, I I might add you to that group chat. Are you active on Facebook? Yeah. You are. I'm in a lot of, I'm in a lot of messages, group chats on Facebook. Add oh. me to it. Okay, cool because I will, I don't mute any of them. You don't? No. 
I'm in like 10 and none of them are You're muted. You're brave because all my group chats are muted. Every single one. No, nope, I'll, I'll mute them from time to time. Just like if I'm working and like they're just doing too much, mm. I'll mute them from them. But other than that, I'm never, I don't mute any messages. Just as a just in case. Okay. Something might happen and you might need someone. Nah, I, I, got, all, <laughs> I got all my group. I'm in like 30 group chats alone. I don't know. I'm the most active ones. I don't mute, but the other ones are like no one's wrote anything in an out in like two years. Those mm. are like those are muted. Those are just there. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, with that being said, Trey, Tay, where I get Trey from? Why would I call you Trey? I don't know. Trey Song? No. no. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. We're not going there. Come on. Come on, man. Stop <laughs> it. So, anyway, with that being said, Tay. That's, I think that concludes our first episode. Excuse me, brother. Excuse me, brother. <laughs> I think uh, we're we, we, we going to make this a recurring thing. I love it. I, right? Good I'm, idea? I love the name and I love everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> the idea of this is great. So, <laughs> I just love the preference of just stopping each other. Like, Excuse me, brother. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. All right. With that being said, everyone, we say peace, love, and happiness and soul. Soon for, stay tuned for the next episode. Check in on everything. Make Check. sure you're good and make sure everyone else around you is good. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. God bless. Bye.